0: Now hear the holy gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John. Glory Glory to to you, Lord Christ. Christ. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, knowing in himself that his disciples were grumbling about this, said to them, Do you take offense at this? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life, but there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. And then Jesus said, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted him by the Father. After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? And Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answered them, Did I not choose you, the twelve, and yet one of you is a devil? He spoke of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. praise, praise to you Lord Christ. Lord Christ. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. amen know 10 years ago, a magnitude 9.0 earthquake off the coast of Japan resulted in the catastrophic meltdown of a nuclear power plant in Fukushima. At a similar power plant, about 10 kilometers away, the situation was dire, but not hopeless. An article in the Harvard Business Review in 2014 describes the way that the manager and staff at this sister reactor in Daiichi adapted to the crisis through a process described as sense-making. Sense-making is a dynamic, adaptive behavior in which understanding and experience shape each other. As humans, we cling to the familiar, but crisis disrupts the familiar. When our understanding and experience no longer explain the current situation, we're forced to make choices. We can choose to cling to our old paradigm, even as we know that it does not explain what we are experiencing. And we try to force our observations to fit into our preconceptions. We can envision the absurdity of this by considering how I might try to convince myself that I could still fit into the blue jeans that I wore in high school. While while a 29 inch waist described my condition at that time, you can see that it no longer fits my current condition. What if I continue to insist that it was true? Our other choice is to revise the way we understand our circumstances and the way that we respond to them, a cycle of action and reflection. In this way, we come to form a new reference point, a new standard by which to measure our circumstances and plan our actions. For the plant at Daini, this process came about as the manager in the midst of crisis began to quietly plot the frequency and magnitude of the aftershocks on a whiteboard. A new standard for assessing safety. The frequency and magnitude of aftershocks, a standard that would have been inconceivable just a few days prior, emerged as a way of assessing risk and making decisions in a crisis situation. You know, this is a great story, but what does it have to do with us? John writes to a community that is in crisis. The old ways are no longer reasonable. The temple, the place where they have learned to expect to encounter God, has been destroyed. The sacrificial system and the pilgrimage festivals are no longer possible. The community needs a new way of sense making, a new standard by which to understand their circumstances. In John's gospel, we hear Jesus declaring that he is the bread of life. He is the way of encounter. There is no life apart from partaking in him by eating of his flesh and drinking of his blood. John tells us that many of those who were following Jesus heard this and could not make sense of this disruptive truth. Jesus pushes further against their preconceptions. He declares that the incarnation The Son of Man coming from heaven to dwell with humanity changes everything. The place of encounter, the place of the presence of God, is no longer the temple. The place of encounter is now in the Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh accomplishes nothing. No longer is it the blood of sheep or bulls that give life, so that the high priest may come into the presence of life itself. It is the blood of Christ that brings life. No longer is it the works of the flesh, the rituals and the works of the law, the entire sacrificial system. No longer are these of any value. It is the work of the Spirit that gives life. This truth lies at the heart of much of Paul's writing. This truth is too disruptive for many and they depart from Jesus. They choose to try to convey continue to fit the circumstances into their preconceptions rather than allowing God to reveal truth. And so Jesus turns to the 12, do you want to go away as well? Peter may not recognize everything, but he at least recognizes the futility of trying to do the same thing. He recognizes the disruptiveness of the time, a once in all of creation disruption In the incarnation, life, death, resurrection, and ascension of the Son of God. He recognizes that he needs a new standard by which to understand his circumstances. And so he replies, Where else would we go? Peter also begins the process of sense making, the process of adapting and learning. He goes on with what he knows, he begins to describe the new way of understanding. You, Lord, have the words of eternal life. In crisis, when nothing makes sense and everything is turned upside down, we know that Jesus is truth and life. We resist the temptation to evaluate truth, the truth of Jesus according to our circumstances and preconceptions. And instead, we submit our circumstances and preconceptions to the truth of Jesus. Peter continues, We have believed. Jesus has just declared to the crowd, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. In the midst of chaos, the standard, the solidity, the unchangeable truth is reliance and trust in the person and work of Jesus. Peter goes on, We have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. This is Peter's proclamation of Jesus as the Christ, the Messiah, the promised one. And I love Peter's words. We believed and have come to know. Jesus has drawn them to himself. He has revealed his glory. They believe and they know, and yet there is so much more before they understand the fullness of the mission of the Holy One of God and the way of his kingdom. I don't think we are very far from the community that gathered around Jesus at Capernaum, or very far from the community to which John wrote. In our temporal circumstances, we encounter uncertainty and chaos, more so in the last two years than any time that I can remember. Science and reason, Self and nationalism, the great gods of modernity, prove inadequate for many of the challenges today. Culturally, we live in a society that no longer seeks truth, but instead seeks opinions that conform to their preconceptions, and they're easy to find. Any search on Facebook allows us, or on Google, allows us to find something that will affirm, rather than contradict, what we want to hear. We can see that in our politics, in our religious discussions, even in our mirrors. We live in the midst of a pandemic where the science is too immature to provide certainty and so we seek to make sense in a variety of different ways. And when we rely on these temporal markers around us for sense-making, we are easily swept up into the chaos We lose our balance, we lose our standard, we lose our surety. We cling to our preconceptions and desires even when it hurts others or threatens relationships. The world asks us, what's in it for me? Jesus calls us to ask, what is most loving? The world calls us to protect our own interests. Jesus calls us to look after the needs of others. The world divides us into tribes and sects and cliques, us against them. And the kingdom calls us to unity as one body under one Lord, as the redeemed from every tribe and language and people and nation are gathered as priests before the throne of God. We hear this call to self-sacrificial love and we reply, This is a hard teaching. Who can hear it? Indeed, it is difficult. In fact, it's impossible for our mortal flesh. But praise be to God, we are more than flesh. Praise be to God that we live according to the Spirit. Praise be to God that the Son of Man ascended to heaven and sent the Holy Spirit that we too may know spirit and life in communion with the Eternal Father. Please pray with me. Lord Jesus Christ, you alone have the words of eternal life. We have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. In the midst of the uncertainty and chaos of our temporal lives, grant that we may hear your words and see with an eternal perspective. Give us courage and wisdom that we may order our lives according to your truth, and give us grace to follow in the way of the Holy One of God and the way of your kingdom. We pray all this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.